0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do
1: not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey,
2: all right, guys, uh, we're going to get started with the afternoon program, and I'm excited that we have uh, Mr. Ray Campbell from ACB National and he's a vice president he's going to give us an update on what's going on the American Council of Blind in Nebraska is part of a national network and uh we're we're just we're really proud to be part of the ACB national network so if you, i can get your attention we're going to bring on Ray over the over the telephone or cell phone so please listen up thank you
3: hello nebraska hello Ray. Um, I am so happy to uh, be speaking with you this afternoon. Thank you to Mark for inviting me. And I have to also say a big thank you to all of you last summer for uh, hosting us for a wonderful convention there in the great city of Omaha. Uh, uh, for those of us that attended in person... And didn't and didn't go home with COVID. We were very happy about that, but uh, we had a great time. And um, I hope all of you will be attending in person this summer in Schomburg, Illinois. So we are doing our best to uh, get ready for that. Um, okay, I'm just going to give you a brief update on some of the things that are happening in um, ACB. I bring you greetings from our now president, uh, Deb Cook-Lewis from Washington, and our interim executive director, Mr. Dan Spoon, um, and I'm going to kind of go over how all that happens. That's uh, part of the thing I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about the recently completed um, leadership conference and the upcoming convention. So those are the things that uh, I'm going to cover, and I'll try to... I've got, uh, I'll try to leave about five minutes or so for questions at the end. I know I have till 1.45. So you heard me mention that uh, Dan is our interim executive director and Deb's our president. And maybe if you haven't been following a lot of the ACB communications, you're going, wait a minute. What happened? I thought Dan was president. Well, he was. <laughs> However, as you may or may not know uh around the beginning of March uh, we got word that uh, Eric Bridges our now former executive director is uh, has decided to take a, to leave to take the position of president and chief executive officer at the American Foundation for the Blind and um while we're all sad to see Eric go um I think this is a great move for him and for his family and um he'll certainly uh you know, bring a lot of good, uh, experience to AFB and I think move them in a very, very good direction. Well, that left ACB with a, with a problem, with a decision to make. Um, and that was, what were we going to do, uh, for our executive director position? You know, Eric left us on March 21st was his last day. And, uh, so we had to decide what we were going to do. So, the board met on Thursday, March 9th, while we were in Washington, D.C. for the <clears throat> in-person part of the D.C. Leadership Conference. And, um, we, uh, met and, um, we explored a, uh, several options for the executive director, the interim executive director position, because we all believe that we do want to eventually have a national search for a permanent executive director. However, there's a lot going on right now. We've got a convention to prepare for. We have, um, you know, lots of things happening in the advocacy space. Um, we have um, just lots going on. So it was felt that we needed to bring somebody on as an interim executive director. So after looking at all the options, the board made the decision to have Dan Spoon step up as interim executive director of ACB. Now, how long will Dan be interim executive director? I can't say for sure, but we're looking at from probably 12 to 18 months, I would guess, Um, just to get through everything and then to do a good quality national search so um, that meant that Dan could no longer be president uh, of ACB so that triggered some things in the constitution which meant that Deb Lewis who was first vice president moved up to president and then I who was second vice president moved up to first vice president and so we decided not to appoint somebody to fill the second vice president role Um, the board could have appointed somebody, but we realized the elections are going to take place in three months. Um, and by the way, if you're curious what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to turn around and run for my third term as second vice president. I, I don't want to be first vice president uh, of ACB just because then you're one heartbeat away from the presidency. And if something happens to the president, you got to run everything. And I, with a full-time job, don't have time to do that. So, um So I will be running for second vice president, even though I'm currently first. So, so Dan is now our interim executive director, and uh, you know, Deb is uh, the uh, president. And she, she and I have had a couple of conversations, and uh, she's not going to change a lot right now. I do believe she is planning to run in July for the presidency. Um, Dan had pretty well made it clear, as many of you might know, that he wasn't going to run and so, um, uh, for his third term. So um, Deb is going to run for that. And then um, I am aware of one or two people. I think David Trott is going to run for first vice president. Um and I'm going to run for a second. And I, I'm not sure about Secretary and Treasurer what's going to happen there. David terms out as Treasurer this year. So we will have a new Treasurer after uh, our elections in July. That's what's going on with all of that. Other things happening around ACB, um, we recently concluded our DC Leadership Conference. Um, I hope many of you were able to listen in to at least listen into the virtual portion. Which was held March fourth through seventh. Um, just by uh, applause, uh, did, did did people just by applause did people feel like that was a good arrangement to have the virtual and then the in person afterwards? how did people feel about that? One person. I one. Well, <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, others. Maybe didn't feel that that was such a good idea. Well, if you have comments about it, uh, please feel free to uh, reach out to any of us on the board, um, or um, or that um, you know it was um, it was an interesting arrangement. Um, uh, I think uh, I will tell you just from my personal uh, viewpoint that. Uh, it was It was good to have the legislative imperatives and stuff done virtually, although we you know many of us uh, who did go out to d c in person the second weekend did go up to Capitol Hill. I know we did, and uh, I know several others that did as well uh, so that was um, um that was interesting. It was our first try at it. You know, we know we made some mistakes, and so we'll try to get better. I will have to, I have to tell all of you, though, um, I was so proud of ACB on March 10th, on a rainy March 10th, Harriet Tubman Day, when we went to Lafayette Square Park right across from the White House, and we said, we are sick and tired Of waiting around for accessible currency, it is time to get it done. We've been waiting 15 years, folks. The federal courts told the US Treasury 15 years ago that they needed to make currency accessible. They haven't done it. So, um, we had a little rally out at uh, Lafayette Square Park, and thank God for the ponchos that uh, our board member Chris Bell helped us secure because uh, <laughs> we'd, have been, we'd have been soaked in probably a lot of damaged equipment if uh, we didn't have those. But uh, it was a great, great day, and uh, a great uh, day for uh, ACB and for blind people everywhere. We got the attention of some people. Um, In the morning just prior to the rally, uh, Dan Spoon, Eric Bridges, um, uh, Clark Rockfall, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, and uh, I don't know who all uh, was involved, others were involved, but um, uh, they went and met with some folks from the Treasury and the Bureau of Printing and Engraving. Now, they thought they were just going to meet with some low-level staff people. Uh Uh-uh. They met with uh, the assistant uh, assistant secretary for the Treasury right underneath Janet Yellen. They met with um, one of the uh, assistant directors from the Bureau of Printing and Engraving. And we secured some commitments that by 2026, we will have an accessible $10 bill. And uh, several of the people that went actually got to feel the $10 bill and feel the tactile features that will be a part of that. And then on, um, we are committed by 2030 that we're going to have an accessible $20 bill. And so uh, it's it, designing currencies, redesigning currencies, a very slow process, unfortunately, but we're getting there, folks. And we got some people's attention. And after we had several speeches in Lafayette Square that day, uh, we went down to the several smarts down to the Treasury. Canada held some signs up for accessible currency there. And that sort of thing. So it was just a great, great day for ACB and for blind people. And I'm just so proud of what ACB did that day. If you want to watch the rally, you can. It is available on ACB's YouTube channel. And all you need to do is go to www.youtube.com. And in the search box there, put in ACB Currency Rally. And you'll get the link. The link will start off with, show me the money. And so if you click that link, you can watch the uh, the whole rally. Um, it, I highly encourage folks to do that. Uh, in fact, uh, our state convention is coming up in a couple of weeks, and we're actually going to try and see if we can actually play a few clips uh, from the rally during the, the, the during that convention. The other thing uh, that was great about the in-person um portion of the D.C. leadership conference was that we really spent some time talking about some internal... Well, we we did two things. We had uh, several uh, folks that were there from the uh, MySpace Telescope folks and talking about what they've done to make that uh, accessible. We had... um, the mobile voting project from through tusk philanthropy that was talking about some things that they're doing regarding in the area of voting uh you know perhaps one day we might be able to use a mobile app to do some of our voting um we had um uh, the library of congress there talking with us about uh getting our feedback on you know different things and then we had the american printing house for the blind for the blind excuse me showing off some uh new braille technology that they have. Uh but we also had about four sessions that were really ACB centric and talked about culture of ACB, the future of membership, um and uh just kind of how um you know we can um you know make ACB a better organization. And what really excited me about all those discussions was that um You had older members, more veteran members like myself and younger, energetic, eager members like uh, people from next generation that were there sitting in the same room discussing things and that are really concerned about the future of ACB. And I thought that was really, really good uh, to have those uh, discussions. We also had... Uh, a number of tours that were available if uh, individuals wished to take them uh we did not choose to personally actually there was only some of the uh tours i wanted to do and uh, i wanted to the only one i would have done was the monuments tour but i didn't want to go see all the monuments and you had to and there was a lot of walking involved and stuff like that so i just want to do that but um but anyway um the number of individuals did, had a good time with that. We also had several individuals participate in what was called the Dine Around, and the idea of that was to go to a local restaurant and network with maybe people that you don't always get to meet and talk to. And uh, our International Relations Committee put together a list of uh, some restaurants with different types of cuisine that was available around the hotel um it was um no it was a good weekend and um uh other than maybe having things going over two weeks as opposed to one weekend it was it was it was great and it was great to it's great really to get to see people in person a lot of whom we hadn't seen since the last three years because of COVID. so it was really good to do that so that's going on um and i know that there are some uh There were some surveys taken after the leadership conference. I know the board, at our next meeting on uh, April 25th, we're going to be going over some of that data and seeing what uh, came out of that. The last thing I would mention, um, uh, and um, I've got the last thing I'll mention, is the upcoming ACB convention. Um, So let me kind of go over the schedule, because this is going to be a little bit like last year. If you remember last year, we had a uh, virtual portion of the convention that occurred before we all went to Omaha and then we had the hybrid convention in Omaha. And then we had three days of uh, resolutions and other discussions after, uh, the, uh, time we were in Omaha. Um, well, almost, unif- almost universally people said that was way too much. And so, um, so we we cut it down a little bit. Um so here's kind of the layout of convention, what's going to happen. So we're still going to have the virtual part before. And so June night, first of all, June, June 14th is going to be the first event that leads up to convention. That's our candidates forum. So those will be the candidates running for office. We'll be electing we'll be electing officers this year. Um hopefully a lot of candidates will come out for that and uh, be there to listen to and answer questions from various folks. Um, so it's going to start June 14th will be the candidates forum. June 17th is the auction. Um, so that's the ACB auction. You can uh, purchase uh, uh, lots of good things. So I hope Nebraska is going to make a donation for that. Um, I know what Illinois is. And um, yeah, so hopefully make a donation for the auction. Uh, if you are going to do that, get that in. That you know, whichever you're, you don't have to have the item in by May first, but you do need to have a description of what it's going to be in by May first. Um, and and that goes to uh, Leslie Spoon, and I think that information is up all over the place. You can uh, uh, go ahead and contact her with uh, that information. June 19th, we're actually going to call the convention into session. Um, and we're, so, what we're going to do that evening at 7 p.m. Central Time, we're going to be, all of this is Central Time since Schomburg is Central Time. Um, we're going to have the called order, we're going to have the reading and adoption of the standing rules, and uh, then the nominating committee is going to meet. So, when you're selecting your nominating committee person, make sure they know that. Uh, june 19th that they're going to be meeting it's going to be virtual uh brian charleston's the chair and he'll be setting up the meeting uh and all of that i haven't seen anything from denise collie yet as to when they want uh, delegate information uh but that should be coming out fairly soon i would guess um so that's june 19th june 20th 21st and 22nd in the evenings we're going to be discussing and voting on resolutions uh the resolutions committee uh is uh, the resolutions deadline is April 20th that's next Thursday and so the resolutions committee is going to get to work after that on resolutions and getting them ready for convention and so then, 20th, 21st, 22nd of June, as I mentioned, we're going to be discussing and voting on them. We're going to do we're going to do all that over Zoom. We found last year that it was really hard to do uh, votes like that simultaneously with Zoom and the ballroom. It just was a little bit uh, clunky and it didn't work out real well. So we're going to do all that over Zoom virtually. So uh, that's the 21st. And, then, and also, I think starting on about the 21st, there will be programming during the day, virtual programming during the day. Uh, some uh, the virtual exhibit uh, exhibitors are going to be talking about things they're going to be offering in the exhibit hall. And a number of affiliates and committees are going to be having uh, programs as well on starting the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of June. Also, and this is one of the reasons we are do, calling the convention to order as early as we are. Several affiliates, special interest affiliates, will need to have business meetings. Um, more and more of them are getting so they are so getting their constitutions changed so that they don't have to meet during the ACB convention. But many still do, and so uh, we're offering that opportunity as well. Um, so so the 19th to 24th is going to be a lot of virtual programming. On the 23rd, that Friday, we're going to be discussing Constitution and bylaw amendments. Um, we don't vote on those that day because those have to be voted on by roll call vote for the D.C. nonprofit code, which ACB is incorporated under. Okay, so that's up to the 24th. Then we will all gather uh, starting June 30th uh, in Schaumburg. June 30th to July 7th for the hybrid portion of the convention. And um, during that, we'll have uh, all the things we have at conventions, the exhibit hall, we'll have tours, we'll have um, a a number of great tours, by the way. We will have um, our general sessions. Um, But let me talk about that. So our opening session is going to be Saturday night, July 1st. Um, we will not have a general session on Sunday. And the reason for that, instead, we're going to have a couple of major breakout sessions that people can go to in the morning. The reason we're doing that is because, in case on Saturday night during the opening session, in case there's any audio issues or anything like that, we don't have enough time to resolve them before the next morning. So the thought is. We find any issues, let's get them. Let's take a day, get them cleaned up, and then Monday morning we'll be back with our morning general sessions. Monday morning, July third. What also is going to happen on Sunday, July second, the exhibit hall hours will be three to nine p.m. And the reason for that is that to give folks that maybe you're busy with things during the day a chance to get into exhibits in the evening. Uh, and that actually is an idea that came from some of our exhibitors, that they thought that that would be a good idea. So then we'll go back to uh, we'll have morning general sessions Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, Wednesday afternoon is when we'll be doing voting on Constitution and bylaws amendments and any resolutions that need a record vote. And then the elections will be held throughout the week like they were the last couple of years, starting on uh, Monday. Uh, so, um, and then July 6th, the morning, there will be an all day business session or as long as we need, we're hoping to be done by one o'clock. Um, and, um, at the, one of the things we'll do during that time is we'll have a roll call vote on resolutions and constitution and by on resolutions that need a roll call as well as the constitution and bylaws amendments and then the banquet happens july 6th and then we're done um so we are we're not doing the three days afterwards like we did last year that's the shortening that we did it's going to be an interesting convention i think um we're uh, working very very hard to line up a number of speakers and uh, again as i said some great tours you can't uh, really beat Chicago for, for tour opportunities and stuff like that, and um, and all of that. So um, those are kind of the major things that have been going on with ACB, and they are going on with ACB. Um, again, I want to thank you for all the work you guys do out in Nebraska on um, different uh, different issues I know that you're working on. And um, again, you know, thank you for all that you do for ACB. And we have about six minutes. So uh, if anyone would like to ask me any questions, I'd be happy to take them.
4: Ray, this is Tyler. I'd like to ask a couple of questions. Um, as far as the... Um, convention is concerned um, what is the um, can you tell a lot of people here just in case they don't understand what? what is the nominating committee I, I know what it is but in case you've got some new people here that want to represent you know think about representing Nebraska in a oh, year sure. or two oh sure
3: absolutely no problem um, so every year um, the uh, when we have elections, we have, we have a nominating committee. And the way the nominating committee is put together in ACB is the president appoints the chair. And each affiliate is, including Nebraska, is asked to select one person. And you can do that however you want. Uh, select one person to represent you on the nominating committee. And so what happens is that uh, you have your nominating meeting. It's the only meeting that's closed, and you need to be there on time or you will not get let in. So you need to make sure you're there on time. It's the only closed committee meeting in ACB. And um, you basically go through. You take each office, and you you receive uh, you know nominees for that office. If there's anyone that's contested, they do a roll call. So they'll say, you know, we have person A and person B, and they'll say they'll go down the affiliate list, and they'll say, Nebraska, how do you vote? Who are you voting for? And you'll say, and you go on on down the road and now here's what here's the 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 crazy part and that is this if there's a tie they revote and they revote until someone changes their mind so that uh, we don't have so this meeting can go on a couple hours um i i think with officer elections because a number of incumbents are probably going to run this year we probably won't have a long nominating committee meeting, but you never know. So that's what the nominating committee is. You, and then what happens is at the general sessions, the slate that the nominating committee puts together is read out loud. And then you have the opportunity to nominate people from the floor. So if you, if you guys say, well, we don't like that Ray Campbell, we want some run somebody against him, you can nominate somebody like, uh, Jim Urock or somebody like that to nominate. But Jim and I would settle it in the bar probably. So. <laughs> any other questions
5: yes this is Amber you know me from Next Generation um, hi Amber Hi. so my question is the the one thing that stops me from running for the national board is those board meetings are so ridiculously long are there any plans to cut that down to size because if there are I will happily run for a board member position but I would not be caught <laughs> I would not be caught doing that now. <laughs> Amber
3: Amber my friend you're preaching to the choir. Sometimes the board meetings can be long. Every um time. but but <laughs> but but the other thing is there's a lot of business to talk about. And so I think that um I I don't know I I don't know how we would shorten them at this uh, it, it's it's something we need to look at. You're absolutely right about that. But then again, you know, I mean, one of the things we're trying to do is have more board meetings so that we don't have to have as long of meetings. But it doesn't seem to be working as well as it could, and um, it's part of it. Part of it is, and this is a good thing. Part of it is we have a very engaged board, and we all like to. have our opinions about various issues and say our piece on things and that just it just takes time to go through all the the business that we need to go through you know if there's i'd welcome hearing any ideas on how we could shorten the board meetings by the way one thing that has kept a lot of people in the past from running is the financial commitment because we're always meeting in person. Well, number one, we do offer virtual attendance now for board meetings, and number two, if you do want to come in person, um, and you know that we do offer a stipend now, which covers quite a bit of your expenses to uh, attend uh, in-person board meetings. Um, no, I, 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 really, I wish I had a, an answer for you, Amber, on how to shorten these board meetings a little bit, um, but. You know, hey, I'd welcome anyone's ideas on that. Yeah. I think Deb is going to run a little tighter ship uh, maybe than Dan. Um, and, you know, but, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
5: Apparently, Jim's got an idea as well as mine of time limits. So I'm passing it to him.
3: Anybody else?
6: Yeah, Jim, Jim, you're here. Um, yeah. Very quickly, Ray, I, I do have – you might want to consider monthly board meetings. That might help, number one. But the uh, one, the comment I wanted to make is this. Um, as a member of the host committee last year who actually assembled that committee, uh, I want to go on record as saying Nebraska enjoyed putting it on, making it happen and all of that. But from my standpoint, it will be good this year to go and show up and not have any responsibilities. It really will be, so hats off to illinois for for taking on the on the task there. Uh, the question that I had or the comment that I had, I guess is the Deb now obviously can 't speak for Deb, I realize that, but i 'm wondering if there's some thought given to committee restructuring uh, case in point I have twenty four years of hospitality experience before I got let go from Hyatt. And a number of years ago, I had kind of put my name on the hat to be considered for convention committee since I did that kind of work I was 24 years. Uh, Janet and her crew do a fine job. We all understand the work involved and time commitments and all of that. My concern is if new blood isn't brought on board to not only that committee but other committees, those that are doing the job now will die off before their replacements can be mentored and i'm wondering if there's some thought into that process
3: you know well it's interesting um because <laughs> some of us have actually in the past advocated for reducing the number of committees or are actually growing them uh so um i, I do think that you know because we've had some you know with with things like mental health and uh, and, and awareness subcommittee committee and uh the community support committee and the uh media acb media committee we actually have added three in the last few years um i think that um we probably i guess that we i, th- I think that committees really need to have i think dan's trying to get us there to really have some defined goals and some objectives and and things that that they're going to uh, to uh, work on and um and many of them are are doing that um i think there's some other ones that still need to do that you know, but as far as you know finding you know dying off before seeing their efforts um you know come to fruition yeah i I agree I think uh, we need to uh, try to move things a little more forward we we there's there's a saying we've used on the board that says we sometimes work in ACB time well we can't work in ACB time anymore we need to move forward and be a little bit more nimble and flexibility is one of our values and um you know we need to uh, continue to be more flexible and be willing to you know be a little bit quicker about moving stuff forward I, and stuff I, I hope I answered your question I was having a little trouble hearing you but um, well that's gonna well listen thank you so much for having me I appreciate it um, want to thank Mark for asking me yeah. to do this I was- hey
2: Ray you got time for one quick question here that we
3: got a... a um, guy- well, I, can, I just want to say, I, I also want to say a special shout-out to uh, somebody who really helped me a lot last year out in Omaha, and that's Crystal Platt. Even though she got yeah. COVID, she helped us get some great Lions for our reverse club visit. So thank you, Crystal.
2: Hey, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Crystal. If you guys are okay, I'll take one more. Okay, real, one, one, one quick question here, real quick.
7: Yeah, uh, here, Here's
2: the microphone. I just wanted to ask about... Mm-hmm. When he was
8: saying that they're making adjustments to the different bills and you have stores now that already don't accept cash, will the bills be obsolete by the time they make these adjustments?
3: Okay, I had a little trouble understanding you, but I think what you're asking is will the currency cash currency be obsolete by the time we get the bills made accessible? Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, well, and, and, and that's the theory a lot. You're, you're asking something that a lot of people have um, asked about, and that you know, said, have kind of said, too, is that, hey, we're going to go in cashless and all of this and that. I think we're still going to always have a need for paper currency in some form. And so um, I, don't, I don't see that changing anytime soon. The fact that treasury and that are putting resources into redesigning some of the bills even out as far as 2030 um i think says that uh they believe there's still going to be a need for uh for uh for some form of, of cash and currency and um you know, I, I just I just don't see the day ever coming when, this is just my opinion, but I don't see the day coming when, you know, people will uh, will always, you know, maybe because of the fees involved, will swipe a credit card just to buy a candy bar at a machine, for example. And I, so I still think there will always be a need for uh, some form of cash. You know, will we have as many bills? I don't know, but... Um, uh, I do think that that is uh, something. And, you know, cashless transactions have their own issues as far as yeah. accessibility and, and all of that. Uh, granted, we have our phones, and, you know, we can do a lot of things with those, but I think there'll probably always be some need for cash. Uh, you know, case point, there are still a number of businesses, especially real small ones that are cash-only. And, mm-hmm. and, and here in Springfield, I see quite a few of them. So it's definitely something to I think there will always be a need, and it's definitely something to continue to pursue. Until the last bill is printed, we're going to make sure they're accessible. Well, very good. Thank you so much, Ray Campbell. Thank you, Mark.
2: Yeah. Ta- thank you, right. Tyler, for bringing me in. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Good luck on the state national well, convention. you have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. I just uh, want to remind our, our membership and our visitors here that the American Council of Blind is a national organization. Uh... We are, what I would say, kind of lean and mean. Uh, we, we, do, we do a lot with a little bit of money. Uh, we, we're very much volunteer-driven, uh, membership-driven. Uh, we do have some paid staff, but it's pretty minimal. And uh, the thing I, I guess I appreciate about uh, ACB is they value my time probably more than my money. And you know, sometimes only your money talks, and we 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 think our time is probably equally or more valuable. So anyway, I'd like to welcome Paulette here, and she's going to talk about Outlook enrichment. So would you join me in welcoming Paulette here? Thank you, Paulette.
9: Well, thank you. I am really glad to be here. Um, Some of you may have heard already, um, but this is a real pleasure for me to be here today because this will be one of my last events as the Director of Outlook Enrichment. I'm resigning due to some continuing health issues that I'm experiencing. And so enrichment will be going through a period of transition. Um, Our hope, as always, is that it won't impact the way that we've been doing services. So please feel free to continue to call, participate in activities. We've got a lot of fun things coming up. Um, We've got Family Beat Baseball coming up this month. You know, um, one of our activities, we pride ourselves on our recreation programs, and Megan does a fabulous job with our rec programs. Uh, we have activities for parents who are visually impaired, and they have children uh, or, ch- um, or children uh, who are visually impaired and their families can engage. Um, there's always that need to be able to participate in community activities. Um, There's adult recreation, social recreation activities, um, all kinds of things coming up. Some of you asked me about golf and bike club earlier today. Yes, we are doing those again this year. Megan has a lot of really cool things coming up. Um, In our arts programs, we also um, have a chalk uh, drawing class coming up. So there's a lot of things that are coming um, this summer that are recreational-based, things for this morning's conversation that'll get you out and about, and engaging with others and developing that peer relationship and emphasizing the community that we have here of agencies for the blind and the services that we promote. Couple highlights from enrichment from the last year. We served 291 individuals last year. Um, with a staffing of about six. So, um, and that equated to a total of 9,450 hours of work that we did directly to the community. Um, we participated in about 270 different events. Most of those were here at this facility um, or in the community. And we provided um, 1,426 hours. Of direct one on one services. That would be things like adaptive technology training, our counseling services, um, those kinds of things to the community. Um, so there are a number of ways that we provide service to the community. You heard a lot from Carlos today about how their system works. The Outlook Enrichment Programs align heavily with the independent living movement and philosophy. And so with that in mind, you as the consumer direct to your services, we give you options. Um, You can come for one service, so maybe you're interested in adaptive technology. Um, And as you get in the door, maybe you find that you want to add additional services to that, like our recreational programs or our support group. Um, So those are ways that that people will sometimes come into the door is maybe they start with our support group. And then as they hear what other members are saying in the support group, they may decide, well, maybe I need that service. Um, We launched in-home independent living skills training earlier in the year, um, last year in January. And so we serve people both here in the Omaha metro area, but also in Council Bluffs. Um, and some of the surrounding communities. We actually have consumers all over the United States as far as Florida to Washington State. Um, so those are some of the things that, are, that are, we're highlighting as far as the services. We do employment training, um, adaptive tech, independent living skills development, recreation programming, support services, um, assisting individuals with um, finding other resources in the community through the Vision Resource Coalition that um, ACB and OAB are um, participate on. Um, so let me talk about a couple things that are happening on the national level that are happening with private agencies for the blind, because that's always important. We have lots of different groups that are working on different projects. So let me give you a couple things that are happening on the national level of private agencies for the blind. Um, Enrichment, Outlook Enrichment, and Outlook Nebraska serve as members of the Vision Serve Alliance, which is a national consortium of agencies for the blind and visually impaired. And alongside of that is the National Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition. Um, So Enrichment has been serving pretty heavily on the national committees that are through the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition because it is an ever-growing population and there's a lot of needs. So some things that are happening in that on the national policy level um, that are being worked on um, is there's a bill that's going being developed now called the Teddy Joy Bill. And this Teddy Joy Bill has a couple different components to it. How many of you are you familiar with the I Can Connect program? Okay? So, the I Can Connect program for those of you who don't know is designed for people to get equipment that would be focused on vision loss and hearing loss. So, the person to qualify must have dual sensory loss. What the Teddy Joy bill is looking at doing, it would be structured similarly to the I Can Connect program, but it would be done more for vision loss specific types of equipment. Um, And it wouldn't have to be necessarily related to phone equipment. Um, So that's one piece of it. Another piece of the bill is also looking at having regional navigators These would be um, a centralized, kind of like similarly to how we have the ADA centers, the DIBTEX. I'm old school, it's DIBTEX. Disability Business and Technical Assistance Centers, if you're not familiar with that term. These are the places where somebody, they're set up on regions and somebody can call and get information on the ADA. Well, these would be similar to that, set up on regional areas where somebody could call and they would get information about the different agencies for the blind in their local area. So that's the other piece of what we're looking at. It. So they would be um, kind of blindness navigators is what we're looking at um, on that front. Um, the National Policy Committee's also working on transportations. Who hasn't, here hasn't had an issue with transportation in the last, oh, I don't know, week? raise your hand (laughs) so transportation is always something that is near and dear to each of our hearts right so transportation is being worked on and some of the leads on that um on the transportation policy aspects are coming through the american foundation for the blind which eric is leaving for us to join um so those are some things that are happening from that perspective um, another big push that's happening from the private agency side is looking at how Medicaid waivers the Medicaid waiver system is designed uh, right now in some states like Wisconsin where I came from a private agency for the blind might have had a contract with a state to do uh, services under a Medicaid waiver and um, and so this, there's different waivers in different states, um, everything from autism waivers, developmentally disabled waivers, to different types of waivers. And so some of these kinds of waivers, we're looking at um, expanding some of the legislation in those Medicaid regulations so that more private agencies for the blind can try to work with their st- their states. So for example, we started working with um, The Department on Aging here, because that's where most of our consumers would come from, um, and trying to get them to look at how some of the Medicaid waivers might apply for certain specific services, like independent living services. Um, They would look at uh, maybe some states are doing vision evaluations um, instead of it just all coming through Medicare. So it just varies across from state to state. Um, A lot of that happens both at the state level as well as at the county level. So um, depending upon how the state structure is set up. Um, Some of the things that we've been really involved with through the National Aging uh, Coalition has also focused on quality care as providers in the community and best practices. One of the things that um, the committee that I was the chair of um, we did last year, and it completed our task, and it's up on the Vision Serve Alliance website, was creating an aging toolkit. And this toolkit would go, it would be primarily for, say, it's somebody in a nursing home or things, or an agency in the community that was providing services to consumers who have vision loss and it gives guidance on some of the things like an educational piece on how to interact with somebody who's visually impaired, um, how, how they might modify some of their programs and services to allow a person to participate in activities. So say you go to your local senior center. Um, it would give guidance to the staff at the senior center level on some of those things that they could do to make their programming more accessible to uh, participants who are visually impaired. Other types of things that um, we're engage- other committees were engaged in is um, looking at resources and community partnerships, how beyond just the vision, um, lost community how we can better build our relationships with some of those other partners because as the community continues to age we are seeing a lot more individuals coming up with not just vision loss but additional disabilities and how do we accommodate those um, individuals and what partnerships can be developed and that can be partnerships with housing and urban development um, HUD for example Uh, It can be partnerships with other community organizations. For example, enrichment helps with uh, a local consortium of agencies that put on some educational series, and that could vary from month to month. Maybe it's learning how to work with vocational services and what your rights and responsibilities are under RSA regs, um, what the counselor's responsibilities are, um, it could be looking at transportation, uh, can be looking at a wide range of things with those, um, and those run through the State Independent Living Council is the main uh, coordinator of the, some of those educational programs. And there's a team of us that put those together each uh, quarter and determine what are some of the areas we're hearing from our consumers, what kinds of things they would like to hear at the community level. So there's a lot of different things that have been happening here at Enrichment. As I said, we'll be in a some transition until they hire a new executive director. As you heard earlier, um, when Ray was talking about it, it could be some time before they have somebody in place here at Enrichment, but the, the ultimate goal of all of us here at Outlook, whether it's the board of directors, um, the Outlook Collaborative Agency, is to ensure that consumers are still receiving the services um, and the quality of care they've come to know and love through enrichment. Any questions for me?
4: Um, Paulette, this is Tyler. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, First of all, uh, regarding the I Can Connect uh, program, um, have they done any more... um, Modifications to that law in terms of you know they uh when I was involved in it, it was all about you know income and and whatever and i I wish that the program could be designed to where it was all about you know okay, if you're working and pulling your weight we you know we like to ha- have you and and whatever i mean have have they done any changes to that, and then the second question that I have is. Uh, can you explain, especially for our listeners on the radio, what what is the difference between Outlook enrichment and Outlook Nebraska? Thank Great you.
9: questions, Tyler. Great questions. Um, so let me let me start with your first question with the I Can Connect program. Um, there hasn't been a lot of change to that program in a while. Um, but the income limits on that, if you are in a single household of one, and Mickey and and pipe up here or um, somebody else, is fifty one thousand. So if you're under fifty one thousand and you're in a um, household of one, you're going to qualify for services. Um, so Brooke Harry with the Adaptive Technology Partnership. She's the one who coordinates that program here in the state. And Brooke has informed me from serving on the Deaf-Blind Education uh, Task Force and the Consortium of Agencies um, with Nancy Floral and I both served on that committee. Um, that they always have lots of money. So if you have a dual sensory loss, before you think about buying a new phone, upgrading your phone, looking at a refreshable Braille display, those are things that would be covered under the Connect program if you have a dual sensory loss. Um, The difference between Outlook Enrichment and Outlook Nebraska is... Um, In this building, there are actually four different agencies for the blind um, that all fall under the umbrella of the Outlook Collaborative family of organizations. So we have Outlook Collaborative that oversees the different agencies. They do a lot of our shared services, like accounting services, for example. Um, And there's Outlook Properties, Outlook Business Solutions, um, and Outlook Nebraska, which is our uh, toilet paper, paper towel um, production company, that is through the Ability One program. And then Outlook Enrichment is all of the social services and rehabilitation services. I'm
10: glad somebody mentioned I Can Connect, and I would encourage you. Um, I know there are time restraints in that you can only get equipment every so often. But I encourage people with dual sensory loss to utilize that program because these government programs, if the money doesn't get used, the assumption is, well, then you don't need it, and you may not get it the next time.
9: Great point, Nancy. So
10: use that money, people.
9: Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's pretty flexible income limits on that, so definitely use it if you are eligible for her services. You may have to submit both vision and hearing documentation. You do, but uh, Brooke is really easy to work with. She's fantastic. Mickey, did you have a question too? Uh,
7: question, kind of a yeah. yep. Well, first of all, Paula, I just want to say it's been an honor to work with you, and I have and um i wish you all the best with with your situation and and uh i just want to say too with Outlook, i've i've been with outlook for 16 years and you know there's not a day go by that i'm right grateful for what the opportunities that i've had and um i guess just kind of a comment too for those of you clients consumers out there you have so many choices i mean there's really no Uh, no excuse for not getting the kind of help that you need or want i mean there's the commission there's like a a private organization like outlook and i can connect and so just reach out to people reach out to your counselors and reach out to you know because there's there's so much help out there so um, i wish everyone all the best and outlook and i'm grateful looking forward to the to see what the future holds so thank you so much yeah
9: and we miss mickey he was a fabulous trainer and I say that because he helped train me on doing some things, too. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a big point. We are more than happy. A lot of our consumers are consumers oh, of the commission. So, you know, we are more than happy to work with alongside with the counselors at the commission to make sure that somebody is getting the services that they need. You know, we also, um, you know, work with the Iowa Department for the Blind also, so we work pretty
1: closely with the the state agencies for the blind also. It, Paulette, this is Nancy. I just wanted to follow up on what Nancy Kaufman said also. I think every year we have money that goes unused through the I Can Connect program. So yep. it's a really valuable program, and you can get such great, great tools that really – you know, promote your independence. The other uh, resource is the Nebraska Specialized tele- uh, Telephone <gasps> Equipment Program for those that maybe don't have a t- dual sensory loss, but because of their vision, they're struggling with using their phone. They could get a new accessible phone through that program. And I lost the name of it. that's it's the, called the telephone In-
9: equipment purchase program, isn't it?
1: It's called NSTEP nebraska it's the Nebraska specialized telephone equipment program telecommunication program so, but anyway um, but there's no there's no income guidelines for that it's you know it has to be certified somebody has to certify the disability they don't require medical documentation, but somebody will have to certify um, that you have a visual impairment or hearing impairment. So somebody who is experiencing hearing loss could, um, you know, get um, an accessible phone and, and accessible ringing or flashing systems and that that would assist yeah. them. So...
9: It also applies to people who have physical limitations too, so if somebody has uh, difficulty holding a phone or they need to switch controls to access uh, the phone and other equipment.
5: So I heard you mentioning just different things that Outlook has. You mentioned the enrichment, the Outlook Nebraska, the properties and the business solutions. What are Outlook properties and Outlook business solutions? Outlook uh, Properties, they own this building
9: and the property directly behind us. And so Outlook Properties is primarily a property management of this facility. Um, For example, next door we have Goodwill, and they rent space from us Um, prior to leaving the tannery Uh, the cannery um, next door they rented space from us Um, we are looking at doing some expansion of um, eric has been the director of the outlook collaborative has been looking at some different ventures on how we can use the property (coughs) out behind us Uh Um, some of that could be potentially warehouse space that would be rented out and um, some of the funds that are used for that, um, that we get in profit, actually return directly to the programs here and the Outlook family of organizations. Um, Outlook Business Solutions um, is in a state of transition. They did web accessibility and marketing consulting services, primarily web page accessibility testing. Um, Some of it was marketing services uh, to different agencies, both. Uh, non-profit and for-profit within the community. Contact. Sure. Um, our main website is www.outlook, E is in Edgar, N is in Nebraska, dot um, And the website that is up now today just launched on April 1st. So we... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of content. You know, I do say if we, it has gone through some of our testing requirements, stringent testing, but if you have, the hope was um, with the old site, there were some issues with registration for our activities and events, which prompted us to look at um, doing a more accessible site. And so if you do find that there is an issue with the website and accessibility, please contact Nina Rungish. She's the person who's in charge of... Um, our marketing and that effort working with the kid glove who is the agency that worked with us on the site it has gone through some of our internal testing and external testing also but you know it always depends who the person is who's updating the pages and things you know uh, that's where some a lot of the errors and accessibility say and i'm saying that from having doing accessibility testing for 20 years so (laughs) so Things do creep up if you find that there's, uh, so say you want to register for the chalk art uh, class that's coming up or for beat baseball for your family, Um, you can go on and register for those types of activities. Those are under our events page. Um, Our direct phone number is 531-365-5051. Again, 531-365-5051.
5: So I noticed that when you register for the events, you have to uh, fill out the liability form and stuff like that. Um, I was wondering, if you're only supposed to have to do that once a year, is there a way that maybe y'all could set up some sort of system where people can have a profile, and then maybe they just fill that out, and then when they want to register for events, they you know just yeah. register, and then that information just populates, and then, oh, say... April fifteenth, twenty twenty four. Maybe they get an email that says, "Hey, you're due to fill this out again, so you can continue registering for stuff." Well, that way, we don't have to keep doing it every we, single time. We did
9: look at that um, when we were doing the design. Um, there are some things that they have added to the site to help make registration easier, like applying cookies to different things. Um, but to do, like, it, my hope initially was that it, it would be like going to some of the store sites that you could go to and you create your profile exactly as you said. It just was um, a lot more expensive than we had in the budget to do that, unfortunately. And so um, so what the, the result is today is, we'll still some of the things that we have been able to put in place um will be um, make it easier for people to register, but unfortunately, having like a user login and a profile like you're talking about was not in the cards at this time. That's not to say that that may not be there in the future. It's just right now that was not in the budget to do it that way. okay, Mark well thank you
2: so much Paul Ed and uh, I'll just have to say since I've heard the you know the reason that you're not able to work anymore, you 've been in my thoughts and prayers, so i've got to speed with you, huh yeah. and there's always somewhere that you can serve, so all right, well, next on the agenda is uh, what we call a team building exercise, and you know originally we had like thirty minutes, and we were going to do something really creative and then you know it got cut down to ten minutes and I had one idea this morning, but then I thought about something else this afternoon so i I'm, I'm going to kind of wing it here but uh could I ask the people that are at the center right now learning as clients to stand up <laughs> you know, Where are they at there we got how many do we have there two, two okay <laughs> all right well, you know i i'm and I'm Jessica, could you stand up with them? All right. You know, I guess I wanted to say that, you know, when you go through the Center for the Blind, when you're a blind person, that you're not alone. You're part of a team. Whether it's the American Council of the Blind or the National Federation of the Blind or whatever, your success and your independence is important to us. And, uh, we're here for you, because you're part of the team, and if there's anything that we can do to support you, to find your independence and your desires, we're with you, and, um, if you ha- if you ever need anything, please let us know, so, uh, if there's anything you need today, let us know, but uh, I just wanted to let you know you're part of a team, and that, that team is important, and, uh, and Jessica, we, we appreciate what you're doing to, to, to make the center what it is, and we're expecting a lot of great things, so that's all I've got on team building is, guys, I want you to know you're part of a team. Thank you. Alright, Amber are you ready to talk about another team concept why don't you come on up here
5: hello everyone so i don't know about y'all but sitting and listening to all those speakers i've got the urge to get up and move so before i start speechifying how about all of y'all get up and for about five ten seconds however long you feel comfortable run in place Stand up, run in place for about five-ten seconds. Jim, you're exempt because of your leg, but everybody else? It's time to get some blood flowing. Let's move, y'all. Let's get up and get moving. <laughs> Even I'm doing it too. And I'm in front. If I'ma tell you do something, I ain't gonna tell you do something I ain't gonna do myself. <laughs> up <laughs> all right. Have we got our blood flowing? Okay. Now, now that we've got our blood flowing, how do we feel about doing that exercise that Tracy told us about this morning? Arms up, breathe in, and now breathe out with the negative energy. Breathe in, arms up, out with the negative energy, and in. And out. And in. Jesus. And out. I'm done. Okay. That is just a taste of what's to come on June 30th, 2023, Schomburg, Illinois, because for the first time ever, guess what ACB Nebraska has? Our first ever Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk team. How do y'all feel about that? All right. So how many of y'all here know what the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk is? Besides besides Jim and Mark. Who else here knows what it is? Nobody? All right. Well... Let me break it down, y'all. So, Brenda Dillon, I'm not exactly sure what all she did, but she was influential enough in ACB to where they decided to name the annual fundraising walkathon thon after her. And what every affiliate is highly encouraged to do is to create a team, have their members register, friends and family as well if possible, And raise donations. So you can either register as a member of the team or you can just straight up donate. And the goal is to A, set a goal, and B, to not only work toward that goal, but to try and surpass. Our team, when I found out that we were, that signups were open, I created us the ACB Nebraska Corn Cobs team. Registration is $25, and here's the cool part. That $25 automatically not only goes to your fundraising goal, which you set when you register, but also to the wider team goal. So let's say I lowballed it, which I did. My goal is $200. ACB Nebraska's goal is set at the bottom tier, default, 1000 So my $30 because I donated five extra, went not only toward my $200 goal, but to Nebraska's $1,000 goal. So, what happens is, there are two ways that you can participate if you actually want to walk. You can do it virtually, and just tune in when ACB Media streams it on the day of the walk itself, and just walk from wherever you're at. Or, if you're in Schaumburg and you register as a member of the ACB Nebraska Corn Cobs team, you can actually go to the walk event itself. And usually what happens is ACB gives some kind of bag. It may or may not have stuff in it. But last year it got even better because ACB Diabetics in Action had a tailgate party where Donna Brown came and spoke, Uh, Leslie Spoon came and spoke, they had a, they had just all you know a number of different speakers plus hors d'oeuvres and some snacks and drinks to get you ready to get up and get moving. I don't know about you, but a tailgate party is just sounds like fun. Might not be the Huskers tailgate parties, but it's something. Now it gets better because let's say I don't register for that walk. Guess what I got to do if I want to go to the tailgate. I got to pay $20. At least that's what it was last year. But, guess what happens if I do register? That fee goes bye bye And I ain't got to pay. So, who here thinks... That joining my ACB corn cobs sounds like the sweetest idea in town. You get to eat your food, and then you get to get your blood flowing, listen to some speakers. And last year they walked it right into general session. I don't know yet. The details are not out yet as to what they're going to be doing with it this year. But I am also thinking about getting some gift card donations and then giving those to the top three fundraisers on the team so you got possible gift you, you got possible gift cards you've you've probably got a tailgate you've definitely got a bag of some kind chances are and you most definitely get to get your blood flowing meet people have a good time walking around supporting acb so who wants to sign up today Yes, it's in Chicago, but you can also tune in and walk around your block while listening to ACB Media here in Nebraska. What day is it? June thirtieth. Okay, I got one. Now, who's with her? What's the cost? How much? Twenty-five dollars is the registration fee, but you can also opt in to donating extra. Like in my case, I donated five.
2: Okay, here's twenty-five bucks. Count.
5: Well, not not yet. See, um, the, my initial plan today was to print out a bunch of paper registration and donation forms, but I need to call Donna Brown because guess what I found the other day when I logged into the site? I found that everything still says 2022, and I figured that for your tax stuff, that might mess things up. So I figured I'm not going to bring y'all stuff that ain't up to par yet. But... If you want paper registrations, here's what's going to happen. If you're not a member of ACB Nebraska, I want you to find me or Mark or Jim, and I want you to let me know, and I will get a list going on my iPad of everybody's um, address, email address, phone number. Because if you want a paper registration, I can have it sent to you. Also, if you give me your email address, I can send you the link. If you are an ACB Nebraska member, I am going to send out paper registration and donation forms once the error that is currently extant has been corrected. And you will be able to handle your business at your leisure. If you too want the link, give me your email address and I will make sure you have it. Also, the link will be sent to Annette Carter, the webmaster, and it'll and I'll make sure it gets up on the website so that if you have access to the website, you can go and handle your business there. But if you do register, I want you to tell Mark, I want you to tell Jim, or myself, because I want to not only see on the website who's signing up, because I can see it on the website right when you do it, but if you do it on paper, Those might take forever to get processed. So I at least want to have a rough count of who's doing what. So who here needs my information in case you want to contact me with questions or in case I for some reason miss you today and you need to contact me to get the information? Do what I told you earlier of let me know if you're not a Nebraska member if you want to sign up. I'll take down your info, make sure you get the information you need, and once you do sign up, and even, you can even do this before, but I want you to go and find at least two donors. I'd like you to find more, but let's start you with two. Each of you, find two donors. Get them to sign up, or get them to donate, because if everybody can just go find two donors, that will grow exponentially exponentially. And it won't just be like two or three people trying to get us to our goal. Does that sound reasonable? Excellent. All right. So who has questions? Okay. Are you going
10: to let us know when the website or what that is is updated
5: to say 2023? That is for the paper registrations. If you want to sign up on the website, everything is current and correct there. Oh, gotcha. It's only the paper registrations that are affected. Okay, and what's the website? Um, it's this big old long link. Are you an ACB Nebraska member? Yes. Okay. I will make sure that link gets up on the website. Okay. And the minute it is, I will try to have that information disseminated. Mark, are you able to do a statewide call blast when that gets updated? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Hey, so, remember,
4: the, the, uh, half the money raised goes back to us.
5: Yes. Half the money
2: goes back to us. We're going to do the business meeting, and I, I guess before we when we start, I'm just going to say, you know, if you were to look at our constitution and bylaws, you know, our our um, ACB of Nebraska uh, organization nonprofit has to have a business meeting once a year, and uh, we're fulfilling that. Uh, due to the COVID, we weren't able to do that for a couple of years, but. We're back on schedule, so um, I'd like to first, uh, uh, Chris, maybe go around the room and announce who's here. If you're a member, say member, okay, so we know who's here and voting. We're gonna have elections and uh, some other stuff. So, so if you mind just going around the room, Chris, and yes, I can. Well, uh, I'm Chris from Lincoln, Chris Bremfurter. Yeah, say your first and last name and. If you're a member or not,
11: Becky Brinforter. Hi, guys, I'm Janet Dulles from Lincoln, Nebraska, and I'm a member. I'm Janet Dulles from Lincoln, Nebraska, and I'm a member of the ACB. Yeah. Okay, good.
7: Crystal.
10: Crystal Platt, member.
0: Dale Oviatt, member.
10: Francie Rebeloso, member.
8: Kenda Slavin, President.
1: Uh, Lauren Morales.
2: You go. Lauren Morales, yeah. Okay.
1: Katie Larson, member.
2: All right, Katie Larson, member.
1: Gloria Olivo, member.
6: Jimmy Rock, member.
2: Carol Jablisco. Yes,
8: I am a member, and I'm all and I'm also vice president of the of the Omaha Council of the Blind.
11: Barbara Epworth. I'm a member of the Omaha Council of the Blind, and a uh, s- state representative.
4: Tyler, ironic
2: member, and Mark Bulger member, and uh, we do that so when we have our elections, we'll know only vo- only only members can vote. So uh, that's why. Um, I guess I'm going to just do a real brief overview. Of uh, well, what's been going on with ACB, Nebraska, you know it's been a couple of years since we met because of the pandemic and things. It's certainly been unusual times, you know. I guess what I can say, while we haven't, we haven't had real membership growth, or we haven't had a lot of. You know projects that we've done though we've fulfilled what I think is our duty, which is to uh be available and um have chapter meetings when we can have um some testify when we need to um you know monitor what's going on with the commission, and we do that and uh it's been kind of bare bones, bones but I, I think moving forward, we need, we will be positioned to do better and do more. So I, I certainly look forward to that. Uh, um, uh, Omaha chapter, is there anything you'd like to say about what's been going on with your chapter? Crystal and
8: I have been working very hard on the gathering information for the library and the... Um, radio stations which we have as a group decided we were going to support and since the uh, share affair was created by the Omaha, by the Council of the Blind uh, we decided to include that and then we had so many people from the ski trip that were members so I just arbitrarily inserted that one too if you have another group associated with the uh, blind that we can support physically or requires membership or something like that, let me know about it. If you have a group that could uh, appreciate this information for the blind that we're putting, going to put out, I would appreciate that information too. And you have my phone number. Every one of you has my phone number. It's on that orange card in the toothbrush packet you got today. On the back side is my name and phone number. On the front side is Omaha Council of the Blind. And because of the COVID, we canceled the uh, um, public blind picnics for two years. But we're going to do one in August this year. And now we're starting. We're starting to get revved up again. God bless you all.
2: All right, thank you.
10: What? Where are we going to distribute those items? That
2: we're you know, and you have been doing a good job it? of uh, meeting on a regular basis, and so thank you, Kenda, and Omaha Chapter. Uh, uh, Chris, is there anything you want to say just about Lincoln? Uh, Lincoln Chapter still exists. We really only got five members, but that's about it. That's what you need, and you you're there when we need you.
4: Yep, that's right.
2: And yeah, and I guess you know from the state board perspective, uh, we meet. uh, We've been meeting recently to help organize the. State Convention, and uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, Dale and Chris and Barb and uh, Jim and uh, Amber, okay, because they all participated in getting this thing organized, and again, I'd like to thank Tyler for setting up the sound system and making it happen, uh, you know, you know, when you're blind, you need a good sound system, and we've got a good sound system, and... We're available for those that can't be here today. So thank you, Tyler, for all your time and effort on that and expertise. Thank you, President Bulger, for the
4: opportunity.
2: <laughs> yeah. Jim, we have some minutes from uh, 2019, our last state meeting. Can we uh, have somebody read those? Can somebody read them? That'd be great. All right.
6: I emailed the minutes to the board so they'd have them. But- yeah,
2: they are a matter of the record, but- to read it. Yeah, Sharon, are you available? Or yeah. you're a good reader. Would you mind reading the minutes, please?
11: 2019 ACBN State Convention Minutes, Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church. President Mark Bolger called the annual me- meeting to order at 4:05. The following following the introduction of all members and guests in attendance, Sharon for Jim read the 2018 State Convention. They were approved as red. Dale reported that as of April twenty-fifth, the checking count had a balance of three thousand eight hundred and sixty or eight hundred and ninety-six dollars and forty-five cents. And the bond fund had thirty-six thousand seven hundred and fifty-four dollars and seven cents, having three hundred and and 3,646,237 shares at 10.08 per share. In 2018, the checking count had a beginning balance of $1,035.62, and the ending balance was $1,783.04. Dale also reported that the savings account containing $75.29 was closed, in early January, and the funds transferred to the checking account. Jim mentioned that the upcoming National ACB Conference and Convention is taking place in Rochester, New York, from July 5th through the 12th. The Hyatt Regency Rochester and the Rochester Riverside are the two hotels being utilized. They are both connected to the convention center, where the majority of the convention activities would be taking place. The nightly room rate is $82 plus taxes. Jim also mentioned that the 2020 convention in Shamburg, Illinois is being held in Phoenix, Arizona, and that 2022 is tentatively scheduled for Omaha. Following the fall board meeting, we will know whether Omaha is confirmed for 2022. As ACBN's Designee or NCBVI's Board of Commissions, Commissioners, President Mark Bolger, reported that resulting from budget constraints affecting March 1st, NCBVI had implemented an order of selection process in service delivery. He also reported that tough decisions had to be made and that 12 staff was furloughed on further attempts to reduce spending. Mark applauded the undertaking efforts of the executive director and also acknowledged that staff layoffs were only used as last resort in spending reductions. Jim reminded the convention that in 2018, our state website underwent a major redesign, making it more visually appealing and user friendly for those with low vision and using screen reading technology. Soon after the redesign had been complete, we were notified that we had taken first place in the hackathon completion but fell short in some scoring criteria. On behalf of the organization and the consultation with Mark, ACBN entered in a three-month contract with Annette Carter to continue the needed website maintenance and update. Jim had requested Annette look at the website to determine whether the items identified in the scoring criteria could be improved upon after a quick review of the site annette determined that given the website was done in drupal 8 a downgrade to drupal 7 would be the only way to fix the scoring criterion issues as well as other identified issues the website is now Functional as it should be, and now meets accessibility issues for low vision and screen reading technology users. This is also second year online convention registrations. <laughs> election of officers was held. Up for election this year, uh, this year are the offices of vice president and secretary. We will also need to elect a corresponding secretary for a one-year term due to the resignation of Kathy Fox. Chris Brentforder and Jim Yarrock's name were placed in nomination for the office of Vice President and Secretary, respectively. Both were elected by unanimous ballot as no nominations were made for a corresponding secretary. Mark will appoint someone to fill out Kathy's unexpired term. Prior to adjournment, Mark recognized a change in ACEVN structure and communication <laughs> might help enhance membership and recruitment and involvement. Mark suggested that he envisioned perhaps a statewide membership being implemented with perhaps monthly conference calls, web chats, or social media and website communication to help spread the word about ACBN's happenings. He also suggested that perhaps a show on ACB radio could also be pursued. The meeting adjourned at 4.58, respectfully submitted Jimmy Rock, secretary.
2: Well, thank you, Sharon, for reading that. Uh, Does anybody have any comments, corrections, for the record?
4: This is Tyler. I just wanted to say that Sharon, that was an incredible, incredible job. And if we ever need somebody, if we ever need somebody to record something for ACBN, I think we should consider Sharon. You bet. Her voice is
2: tremendous. She does a nice job. Thank you, Tyler. Okay, we've got a a, a motion to to approve and second. Amber, just second. Thank you, Amber. All those in favor of accepting the red, accepting the minutes prepared by Jim Murock and read by Sharon are signify by saying "aye." Aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Uh, you're overridden. All right, Dale. Are you ready to do a treasurer's report? There's just a little bit I'm going to talk about, regardless
0: of how long it's been since we've. Met before there's no need in your in me going over and you're listening to all of the Financial things that have happened in the last couple of years um, I'm going to uh, as of as of uh, December 31st 21 we had a balance of 4,017 dollars and seventy-five cents in uh, uh, 22 We had a uh, gross income of $11,970.52 and uh, um, expenses of $9,468.58, which gave us an ending balance of $6,519.69, obviously, the fact that we had the National Convention here had a great deal to do with the, the amount of money that went in and out of our account. We, we received some substantial donations. We received over – received uh, $4,248.20 from the National to, as, as a reimbursement for some of our expenses. Well, we went from uh, let's see, we went from four thousand seventeen dollars to six thousand five hundred nineteen dollars. So we we gained approximately twenty five hundred dollars last last year. Yeah, from the, uh, the state. Um, and obviously, that is not anywhere close to what we usually do. That's, at present, we have. $7,828.35 in checking. We have uh, in our bond fund, we have $28,879.96 in the bond fund. That's, uh, uh, much of that is due to the fact that we had, we had to take out money from the bond fund to help pay for our share of the convention expense plus the price of uh, the price of bonds has gone down substantially uh, at present we have 3534.879 shares of the uh, bond fund at a value of $8.17 now that that's just uh, That's probably at least two dollars less than what it has been so that has a lot to do with with uh, why the balance is low plus the number of shares in the account has dropped over the last few years has dropped by 494 shares which is another reason for the decline with what money that help to pay for th- bills that we take money out of the bond fund every month to help pay for um, pay for our expenses we have no other You've got 40, ACB of Nebraska, of Nebraska. $40, in you got, got $40,000 bond fund right well it was $40,000 but 40, the value, but like i just said The balance of the bond fund is twenty eight thousand eight hundred and seventy-nine dollars. Okay, so
8: that's twelve thousand dollars
0: for office expenses? None of it is for office expenses. The value the the value of the bond fund has 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 declined in part because of money we've taken out of the bond fund. Exceeds the amount of income we're making from the bond fund okay. So over the last few years and especially over the last year Since we took ten thousand oh, took two thousand dollars out of the bond fund to help pay for Convention expenses that has created a uh, a decline in the number of shares. We have and Consequently the the value of the fund yeah. So and uh what we're taking out of the bond fund at this at this time is as a, pay, as a per share deduction because the value of the bond fund, the value of the shares in the bond fund, has dropped to, like I said, eight dollars and uh, when I say eight dollars and seventeen cents. Eight dollars and seventeen cents per share, and that and and so, when we take a hundred and twenty dollars out of the fund each month, it takes more shares to make up that hundred and twenty dollars than it did when the fund had a share balance of over ten dollars a share. There was a point at which the bond fund. Had a share had a per share value of eleven dollars, but as uh, as investments go up and down, the values of investment the values of a share of any particular investment may go up and down. The fact that we've had a a financial situation nationally which hasn't been which hasn't been uh, beneficial has caused us to take more money out of the fund than we previously were. No. Did it cost us or cause us to do
2: that thing with celebration last year? You mean the- it,
0: it cost us it, it, and how much we got back?
2: Oh, the National Convention? Well,
0: actually since we uh since we actually spent uh since the uh, the national paid us like i said before four thousand two hundred and forty eight dollars and twenty cents um that's a benefit that we received we also let's see we also received because we had a raffle the raffle generated $645. How much? $645. Now, we have taken money uh, from various sources, from the bank, from the bond fund, and from our checking account, of um, roughly $4,000. So, we've spent. Well, last year, we spent over nine thousand okay. dollars over nine thousand dollars, and we we received we received over eleven thousand dollars in income we made $2, uh, roughly twenty five hundred in in income. That's what I needed to know. But, but that was only because we made money basically only because we took money out of the bond fund and we had we had donations to help pay for those expenses i no it has not been put back into the bond fund hopefully uh, later later this year once once the expenses from this convention and from some other big expenses that are coming up with such things as insurance which is a big expense for us um, I will be able to but I hope to be able to put money back into the bond fund so that it will be uh, at, le- at least closer to what it originally was. Okay. At this point, I have no way of. Three months, no- months that means that's three months of no in- lower interest on the bond. <coughs> Correct? I think the interest rate. I think the interest rate is, is really not too bad. Uh, interest rates on bonds right now is not too bad, but the the the, the value the, the value of individual shares has dropped down quite a bit, and because of that, we're taking more shares out of the fund every month than we'll be used to, because it takes more shares to pay a hundred and twenty dollars than it used to. So in that in that respect. We're we're losing shares at a greater rate than we used to, so we're actually actually each month we receive we received interest from the fund, and each month we take money out of the fund. But each month we're. To take in every month in order to be square with the board, not touch the bank, the board. Oh well. If we yeah, if we were to receive, uh, well, if we were to receive, um, if we were to receive five hundred dollars a month in income, that would pay our our annual expenses for the most part. But we we don't have any other we we don't have any other sources really other than this bond fund. We didn't do a lot of. Well, that, I don't but. know. I don't know that. It, I don't know that he made that much yeah, money from it.
2: Yeah, that's all right.
0: But but that's not. That's not every month. Yeah, that's like once a year, once or twice a year. Yeah. I know. And that yeah, that doesn't. You know. In, in order in. Six thousand dollars in order to. In order. In order to. In order to have a, an account that is. Positive. We need to have a regular source of income that generates, oh, well, probably at least at least three hundred dollars a month, at least, yeah. Yeah. because we have various uh-huh. expenses that 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 are part of our ongoing operation. Whether
8: you I, open the door or not, you're going to have to pay the insurance. Yes. Yeah.
0: I just, I just, keep on the building yeah. and stuff like that. I just paid the P.O. box fee just a few yeah. days ago. And that was uh, two hundred and twenty four dollars. Yeah, P.O. box. You yeah. You one that large? Because we're not using it. Well, ACB's using it. I mean okay. Omaha is using my address. Well, it there's still this the, the P.O. P.O. boxes for we Nebraska. Well
8: no, I never movie. get the mail. So I can't hear I
10: can't hear anything
8: you're saying. It
10: would be if so I have
0: Everything, everything, that, everything that Nebraska receives, uh, our P.O. box is a part of our official address. So, you know, I, we need to keep the P.O. box. You know, whether we like it or not, it's a part of oper- sure. continuing to operate.
2: And, Ken, if I can jump in here. We virtually have no – we have done no fundraising. Um, you know, what happens is every year we have the cost of our insurance – for directors and officers website maintenance that's fairly significant then you know this the state convention some years that costs us money and our only income that we get is normally what we what we make at the state convention and that's about it right i mean we we, unless you know last year was an anomaly because we had the national convention I can go over that in a few minutes here, but uh,
0: at this point, we don't have any idea. Yeah, hopefully we've made. Hopefully we're making some money, but it it it, chances are it's not going to be a great deal. But how
8: about if you keep the amount that was given to the dinner? Would that come to six
2: thousand? No. Now we had today. What do we have? About fifty people pay register. Does that sound about right, Jim? For the, yeah, and, 40, and then, yeah, we had $1,500. Yeah, you mentioned 4800 that showed up. Yeah, so we... But I think we had about, about 50 people and $30 a person. And I think, what, did we get $65 or $70 today, Becky? Okay. Uh, and don't forget, I transferred
6: the pay company into the, in the check Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So but if you're we.
10: We're taking money in every month and we're
2: paying expenses every month. Yeah. Well, not there's,
10: gonna make
2: money. there's. No. There's
0: no. We're going to
10: build up that money.
2: No. It's
0: a mistake. Well, it's, it's certainly. Up
2: if we take in more per year sure. Out per year exactly. Per year. <laughs> That's what Dale's been saying forever. That's why Amber came up with the idea of the restaurant. Yeah.
5: And, yeah, so Yeah. go or they purchase and those are fundraisers we
0: do one there any other questions regarding our statement of account?
2: No. thank you, Dale.
4: right. I'll take I'm a motion Daniel. to accept the treasurer's
2: report. You is so Tyler.
4: By, I'll second.
2: Got a second. All those in favor of approving the um, um, treasurer's report given by Dale signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. Very good. Thank you, Dale. Uh, Dale is a fiscal hawk. And, uh, you know, one thing is we don't bring in a lot of money, but we don't spend a lot either. I We, we are... Uh, We don't, you know, we don't spend a lot of money, so uh, we have insurance and, uh, yeah, well, well, here's the other thing. If you want to, if you want to bring in more money, normally that takes time and volunteer efforts and it's good, but, you know, we need to have people that are willing to do that and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have something here, Dale. Uh, this year, Jim, did you have many expenses for the state convention this year? Uh, I'm coming the state convention. Yeah, this year, what you spent?
6: Guys, Amber did donate uh, ink and, and paper to print up the agendas. So yeah, we appreciate that. And, of course, Tyler did the Braille, too. So
2: Yeah, a lot of, lot of in-kind donations. Uh, here's what I know about expenses, Okay. We did have an expense of one hundred and fifty dollars for Daryl Draper, and I think that was worth it. He spent a lot of time preparing and did a, did a really inspirational job, so that 's one hundred and fifty dollars. then we have the cost to be here today to um, outlook Nebraska and I think this has been an excellent facility ended up being two hundred fifty dollars. So we there are $400 uh spent between those two things and uh the uh, the catering from High v is uh I'm donating that this year in memory of my wife because uh yeah and she um uh, she, she this was what she enjoyed doing and uh it just felt right this year uh I'll be honest I spent a little bit more this year than I have in the past years because I didn't have the resources this year to go out and buy pop. You know, so we paid we paid high V and you know in the past we did a lot of things and this year I didn't and next year I will or whoever. So I, I felt like I paid a little bit more than we should have and I just felt good about it. So uh Yeah, but so looking at it this way, maybe we're going to end up with a thousand dollars this year. You know, positive. So, Mr. yes. Oh. Uh, Mr. Robert,
0: a good point. Uh, we have uh, uh, a year or two ago. A year or two ago, we set up a uh, a program by which a person could become a life member. To ACB of Nebraska that means that you would not pay dues every year but you would make a one-time contribution to ACB of Nebraska uh, to become a life member and that is uh, that's $300 so if you are able and willing to become a life member of ACB of Nebraska uh, we would be happy to talk to you about getting that done okay
2: well anyway, that's kinda of where we're at on the state convention, you know. We we should come out about a
4: thousand ahead. So that's that's good. Uh President Bolger, may I say something? Yes, sir. Okay. And I, I apologize for interrupting, but I just want to say, you know, the the we we may not be the the biggest organization that ACB has but you know the one thing about our organization is that we have a we have a really 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 big heart and i think that that's what that's what makes these state conventions and and things like that fun and and you know so i don't as a member myself i don't Take some time to think about you know what necessarily what we're doing with the dollars. I think about more what we're doing with our hearts and yeah. and uh, and that's where and that's what AC, AC, ACB should be all about. Well, thank you, Tyler. And you know, like today, uh, the door prizes
2: just showed up. Uh, people just pitch in. It's amazing how people are generous with their time and their talents and. Uh, you know, and I, I think time, you know, your time is valuable. And so when you do these things, like you're doing the Braille, we, we appreciate that. And it saved us a lot of money, and it was quick. It was quick. You were able to turn it around quick, so. And, I will say one thing. Yeah. Uh, during the break, when we were waiting for uh, Daryl Graper to uh, present. I did check email, and we did
6: have other membership dues come in via PayPal. Oh, good. Uh, Becky
2: um, Dunkerson,
6: right?
2: Iowa. Is it Becky yeah. Dunkerson? Yes, that. yes. Yeah. So, and you know, I did. Dale got a check today from OCB for the dues for uh, state and national, so uh, we're we're caught up there. But um, anything else we need to talk to about business? I I guess I'm just going to say... Okay, go ahead. Speak up. Yeah.
5: So, it probably won't get us much, but it may behoove us to get a Raise Right account and a Roundup account. And what those do is, (coughs) respectively, Raise Right allows you to get gift cards, and it's an app. And what happens is, each business that has gift cards on that platform, they agree to give a certain percentage back to us. Mm -hmm. And there's like a 29 cent fee for buying it with your bank account. So what you do is, let's say I want a $20 Starbucks gift card, and I'm just going to throw a random number out there. Mm -hmm. Let's say today they're giving 5% back to whatever your charity of choice is. That means... I buy my $20 gift card from Starbucks with a 29 cent bank fee that's not included in any of the calculations, and 5% of that 20 comes back to ACB Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And though that's not much, imagine if everybody in this room were to do that or to get their, you know, two of their family and friends to do that. That would help us out a lot. And then Roundup is where you have your bank account linked to the app. And let's say you have a twenty dollar thirty five uh, cent purchase you make it the high v that the rest of that change that would have been with that uh thirty five you know the rest of that change from that dollar comes back to us, so what you end up paying is twenty one dollars wow. and again, you know that may not be much, you know oh. 65 cents from your purchase but let's say everybody in this room did that and kept doing it how quickly would that add up same with yeah
2: and i just a comment uh i love all the discussion but i'd like to keep this kind of on a timely schedule so we can wrap this up too
8: 250 years ago or 150 years ago i do not know how many years ago all of the children in France, the school children, who lived on next to nothing, during uh, they p- saved their pennies and sent them to us to pay for the construction of the Statue of Liberty. Wow. The little bits mount up. Keep saving them and putting them. Mm-hmm. If we have to, we'll put a. Can as you walk in the door something, but it can be done. It just it just requires commitment. You got to think about it, and that's all it'll take.
2: Thank you. All right. Well, that's the life and blood of a nonprofit. Is uh, there's two ways you get money for a nonprofit. One of them is fundraising and donors. And then the other is is you know a lot of times the people that are involved in nonprofits or volunteers donate, and that's you know a lot of wealthy people are on nonprofit boards because they can write a check. We don't have a lot of wealthy blind people, so we we need to we donate our time, we be we be frugal, and then um, and then get money where we can. So all right, well. Uh, unless there's any other business business uh the next thing on the agenda is um elections and I I need to start out with myself um four years ago when I became president for the second time I had told myself that I would do one more term and that was it and uh then along came the pandemic and there were two more years and um um, I've, I've been thinking a lot here the last day about myself and not anybody else you know uh, when I was younger I used to look at the older guys that had experience and uh, experience is important definitely but when I was a young guy I used to tell myself desire is a hell of a lot more important than experience you need both I've got the experience, but I don't know that I have the fire in my belly anymore. And, um... And that's not good, you know? To to just... Just to do it because you got experience, and... I think it's just preventing uh, someone else from... You know, that has the desire and the, um... Uh, to to do things, so... uh, i uh and this is my decision based on just mark Bolger and nobody else i I don't want to be president anymore I think i'd be I'd be doing a disservice first of all to myself because I don't like not doing my very best and I'll have to say the last year or two uh while I relied on my experience and i I think I was able to do a lot of good things that it wasn't it wasn't my best and uh, maybe maybe not my best is good enough sometimes but it's not good enough for me so uh i did what i did because i care and i i i hope i don't disappoint anybody it's i'm doing it just because of me and you me because I don't like not doing my best, and then you because you deserve somebody that wants the best, so uh I don't know what that does to the elections, but um I appreciate everybody everybody that wants me to be president that that means a lot to me, but uh if I had to
11: hey, hey, wait a One more here, about-
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? That was a thought for about. No, it wasn't long ago, and it was, it was a instinctual decision, not a well thought out one. I, I would rather be for something than against something. Go ahead, Kenda.
7: There you go, Kenda. Where you're going to go with
8: this discussion? But I do wish you'd be very careful because a major change during the first year after a death of someone as special as she was?
2: I hear you. You know what? My wife would have said, she yeah. told me four years Slow ago down. not to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, and I, and you know, I, and I've thought about uh, leadership. Probably, I think there is some truth to be told that, you know, those that seek power, sometimes you have to be careful about. Uh, there are there are times people will step up because they they feel a, a need to do that. Uh, yeah, I still got a lot of other irons in the fire, and that being said, I still got a lot of experience, and I'm still going to be around. You know, so that, uh, I'm not going anywhere, and, uh, if this organization isn't bigger than one person, then it's, and I, and I'm gonna go back to, uh, I know somebody that does have a desire to, wants to do it, and that goes back to that desire versus experience, and, uh. So, and, uh, and you, guys are the, you, you guys are running the elections, so you guys decide. You yes, sir. Do
10: we have term limits? No, we don't. Why not? Um, yeah, hold on. <sighs> <sighs> okay,
2: because nobody wants to serve.
4: <laughs> That's it. I'm coming. No, but the thing is, I think any organization needs term limits. Well, let me ask oh, me- you.
2: Yeah. and nothing changes and <laughs> I belong to a national organization yeah. and it was always the same people and they wanted no change
10: and then I ran for Secretary Kerry
2: and two of them uh, another girl in my lab ran and then another girl who used to work in our lab uh, and they we uh, got elected and they needed us Oh no change in that yeah. so-
6: Yeah. Yeah. L- let me address that very quickly, Francie. When I first joined ACB, and Crystal and, and Dale, you were back then too. When I first joined ACB, when Omaha Chapter reorganized in 1989, the state constitution actually did have term limits in it. Mm-hmm. When I was first a member of ACB back 30-some years ago, Lincoln Chapter had 75 people. Omaha Chapter had about 30 or 40 people. We had people then that wanted to serve, stepped up to serve, and that sort of thing. In fact, you can blame me for removing term limits from the Constitution because I proposed an amendment to do just that, and it passed. And my reason for removing term limits from the Constitution was I was worried about the size of the organization because membership was dwindling. And if we had term limits in place and nobody wanted to serve, what the hell do you do? Yeah, that's you why know, I took them out. We can and put then, them back you know, and I like the
2: idea of new people. I'll give you an example, ACB example of Alaska. They had 300 members. They had a, a president that uh, had health issues and a vice president that moved. They could not find amongst those 300 people anyone to step up and become president.
6: And they folded.
2: And they folded.
6: Now, if you want Nebraska to fold, we can put Tim limits back in. I have no problem with it.
2: But
8: But yeah,
6: we have people in here to serve, I'm not going to put it back in.
8: I was on the board of directors of the Emmy Gifford Children's Theater for many years. I was serving at the time that we came up with this subject, and we decided to go with it. If we're going to go with it, you have to study it carefully. You don't jump the gun, because we did. And we increased our membership and increased our income and made it easy for some theft. So you've got to be real careful. The power-hungry people are going to jump on it. The, the, the ones who want to do the job and, and yep. help grow the organization, those are going to be a lot quieter, but they will be more effective. Like Dale. He hardly ever says a word except when he has to say something about the, about the budget. Yeah. But when he speaks, it's... It's important, so be real careful yeah. if you're going to go this route uh, you sure know, and here's the thing in the protections
2: the last three or four years we have not really gotten new members because we have been meeting in the pandemic, so you know i I was going to mention this today, and I, I apologize that I didn't. We were missing three very important people today that we had here last time. We had uh, Glennie Wyland that served. This group for a long time. John Cunningham. Well, even though he wasn't blind, he was a great uh, encourager and, uh, yeah, yeah. And then my wife. And you know, we we don't have three people to replace them yet, but we do. I we need the Francis, we need the, the Ambers, we need the Tylers, we need the uh, different people to. You know, sometimes you don't find... I don't like to be a leader that holds on too long, you know, and and that can happen. You know, people, they hang on too long and, you know, people like the... They feel comfortable and, uh, you know, once you get too comfortable, it, it, it's that whole experience versus uh, desire. I want somebody that's got the desire. oh i know i and I appreciate that i uh i i i don't like not doing my best and i and yeah well but i I can see it so you guys surely can all right we're just gonna take nominations from the floor uh we'll st- because I'm no longer seeking presidency. I can run this election, I think. Okay, so uh, we'll start with president. Are there any nominations for president?
4: Um, president Bulger, I'd like to nominate. I'd really like to nominate you for another term, my friend, because you're doing an incredible job. But i i I respect your I respect your decision, and uh, I would like to nominate Crystal Platt for the. It's one year. One year. We're gonna.
2: It's a two-year term, but we're staggered. We were already staggered, and now we're. We got to have elections, so the president and uh, treasurer are going to be one year, and the recording secretary or the corresponding secretary, and then the vice president and um, what's the other one? Secretary will be. 2 years. So we're going to get back on track today. So
10: I'll accept the nomination, right. Tyler.
2: Crystal, thank you. Uh
10: okay. Thank you, Crystal.
2: All right, well, you know what? We we are taking other nominations, so uh Okay, you're going to nominate Amber. Okay. Welcome Amber to the election process. Uh We had a do we have a second for Amber? Okay, who was that? this for the... Becky, okay. Thank you, Becky. Do you want to hear... Uh... No, speeches. no speeches? Is that okay? I appreciate the chance to say All right. Uh, you know what? We'll give you... Uh, let's do like three minutes. Is that all right? Who
4: wants to start first? Amber or Crystal? I don't... I guess...
2: Are there any other, ele- other any other nominations? First of all, any other nominations? my mo- We have two people nominated for president: Crystal Platt and Amber.
7: I'll let Crystal go first. Yeah, let Crystal. She was
2: first. Nominated. Yep, I'll let her. Crystal go first. You got
10: it. Thank you for the nomination, Tyler. And um, I will work hard um, in what I'll call a transition year to um, to then return to our every other year for our positions and um, consider t- term limits as well. I think that would be a good
5: recommendation.
2: Alright, thank you, Crystal. Uh, Amber?
5: So, last year, about this time, I never would have imagined that I would be running for a state president a year later. In fact, when I met Jim in July and he said, you know, we're coming to the point where we need someone new to be state president, and I think you can do it. I thought he was honestly crazy. I thought he was nuts, and I told him as much. Here's but here's the thing: the more I talked to him, the more I heard about ACB Nebraska, the more I wanted to do it, and the more I started making plans for what I would do. I decided that my foci would be membership and fundraising, membership and money. If I could, if I had the money to bring everybody M&M's, I would. That way that message would stick. So just imagine that I gave every one of you a pack of M&M's. My plan would be to start with the Brenda Dillon walk and to raise money for us so that we could at least have a small foundation to grow our wealth with. And then starting in September, after the beginning of the school year, start going to all the disability services office in Omaha, possibly Lincoln, even into council bluffs, to try and get members not only for ACB Nebraska itself but to even possibly try and get a next generation affiliate that covered Iowa and Nebraska within the next five years. This is something I've thought a lot about, this is something that means a lot to me, and I understand the concerns about my tact and my approach, but I'll tell you something, Maybe my approach isn't the best, but I come from a position of caring. I come from a position of wanting ACB Nebraska to succeed. And I come from a position of recognizing that y'all are struggling right now. Y'all need help. I've wanted something for a while that I could really sit on and build and grow and push my heart into. And that is why, even though I thought Jim was absolutely out of his mind asking or you know saying hey you should be state president you should go for it that's why even with all the naysayers even with this emotionally charged atmosphere of be careful what you're doing be careful with power seeking people that's that's why I'm here I'm not here seeking power for me I'm here seeking to help you Le- please ACB Nebraska let me help me help you Dale
2: you've been around a long time What's the best way to handle the vote on something where we have a contest?
8: I am giving my vote to the one we've known for years well. because she has long uh, long history of, of success. Amber, I think, is going to do the same kind of work, but I need another year of watching how she works before I can be sure that... Uh, I want to sir- turn this organization over to her.
2: Well, let's. Yeah, let's. Uh, you know, everybody's got their beliefs, and uh, let's vote with our. Let's speak with our ballots.
7: Yeah, we got ballots, uh, paper being
2: cut. Okay. Okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We, we've got to square ballot. If you're for Crystal. You fold it in half. If you're voting for Amber, leave it alone. Don't don't fold it. Okay. All right. Well, there's uh, given the uh, t- totals, uh, Crystal. Uh, you you have more votes, therefore you are the next um, president for the American Council on Nebraska and Thank you, and thank you, Amber, for running. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Vice President, Vice President, do we have any nominations from the floor for Vice President? Any nominations? I'll
6: nominate of- Amber.
2: Okay, Chris has nominated Amber. Do we have a second? Second for Chris for Amber. We got a lot of seconds there.
4: for Amber.
2: Amber. All right, well, all right, do we have any other nominations? Any other
4: nominations? Miss Tyler, I'd like to nominate Chris Brenfurter for vice president. <laughs> all right. Chris, uh,
2: we got a nomination for Chris. Uh, would you accept that nomination? Oh,
7: I'd like to step down.
2: Chris is saying no, thank you. No, thank you, Chris. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Well, um All right. Any other nominations for vice president? Chris. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, Mr. President, may I? Yeah.
4: Okay, Tyler, you got a nomination? Yes, I'd like to nominate Gloria Olivo for vice president. Gloria Olivo.
2: Gloria Olible, would you like to be vice president? No, okay. no, I've got a nomination. I think I can make a nomination. I nominate uh Tyler Uronic uh, to be vice president Tyler. I nominate Tyler Uronic um Tyler yes. Is that uh, a yes? <laughs> yeah, All right, we I, got I, a yes. Be, I'd
4: be glad to work with Crystal. So. All right, thank
2: you. You're very welcome. All right, well, we got Tyler. Uh, any other nominations for vice president? Any other nominations for vice president? I nominate Jim Europe. Okay. Jim, uh, would you accept the vice president? I give up secretary, hell All right. And does anybody want a second Jim's uh, nomination? Oh, okay. Thank you, Chris. Okay, we got uh, Jim and uh, Tyler as uh, any other nominations for vice president. Any other nominations for vice president? Well, then we got to vote again. Yep. Okay, using the same format as last time. Okay. If you if you fold it, it's for Jim Yurok. If you do not fold it, it's for Tyler Uronic. Sixteen flat now. Tyler was uh, the flat, and uh, Jim was folded. So, uh, Tyler, you're the you're the new vice president. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. All right, next. We've got uh, treasurer. Treasurer, um, this is a one year term. And uh, any nominations for treasurer? I'd like to nominate Dale Oviatt. Second. Second, okay. Dale, would you like th- would you serve for an, one more year? Thank you, Dale. All right, um, Dale. Uh, okay, do we have any other nominations for treasurer? Any other nominations for Treasurer? <laughs> Last time, any nominations for Treasurer? All right. Does some Would someone make a nomination that Dale is by acclamation? it. Okay. We've got a nomination by Kenda to um, nominate Dale by acclamation. Okay. All those in favor signify by saying Aye. 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 Okay. All right, thank you, Dale. Congratulations. Now we have uh secretary. Secretary. Did, are there any nominations for a secretary? Secretary. secretary? Jim Mirak. <laughs> okay, any nomination? Somebody's going to nominate somebody. I'll
4: nominate Jim.
2: Okay, you're going to nominate Jim. All right, thank you. Uh, all right, we got a, a nominate first and a second. Jim, will you accept that? Nobody else wants it. Thank you. You know, thank you, Jim. God bless you. All right, are there any other nominations for a secondary? Any other nominations for a secondary? Any other nominations for a secondary? I know
8: that we end
0: uh, nominations and elect Jim
2: by acclamation. All right, awesome. All those in favor of Jim Yurok, as secretary, signify by, by saying aye. 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 Thank you, Jim. All right. Uh, then we got the last one is the, uh, what do you call it? corresponding secretary? Yes. And that's a one-year term? Uh, yes. That's a one-year. And basically what the corresponding secretary does is well, like if somebody's in the hospital, you might send a get well card. Somebody passes away, you might send a sympathy card. You know, uh, <laughs> kind of at the discretion of the president. And uh, are, can you think of any other duties, Jim? That's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Maybe send out a letter here and there, but uh, do we have any nominations for corresponding secretary?
4: President Bulger, um, yeah. I, I was made aware that uh, Becky Dunkerson, one of our members, would like to fill that, or would like to, uh, you know, uh, serve as corresponding secretary. I don't know if that, um, you know, how that works with her being virtual here on the radio with us. Doesn't matter, you know.
2: Becky Dunkerson is a uh, she does live in Iowa. Um, yeah. She's not a member of this group. Yet, is she? Yes. Yes.
10: I'm not sure which year, but I know Becky um, Dunkerson uh, attended a state convention. Yeah. Was it 2018? Or 19. I believe she lives in Des Moines or near Des Moines. Des Moines, yeah. So, okay. And she is paid for this year. Yes.
2: All right. Are there any other nominations? Do, did we have a second for Becky, though? Thank you, Kim. Becky Dunkerson for corresponding. Uh, now, do we have any other nominations for a corresponding secretary? Any other nominations for corresponding secretary?
5: I do
2: it. Well, how about, do I have a nomination to accept Becky by acclamation? All right, all those in favor with Becky Dunkerson being the uh, corresponding secretary, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. Congratulations, Becky Dunkerson.
1: Thank you.
4: Thanks, yeah. Becky. Well, that's all,
2: the, uh, that's all the that's all the election. I
1: just want to say that you guys have had a great convention. I've enjoyed listening to it, and next year I plan to be there in person.
2: Awesome! Thank you, Becky. Congratulations.
1: All right, that that um, that
2: concludes the elections. Uh, all business is done for the state convention of 2023. I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Uh, all those in favor of adjourning signify by saying "aye." Aye. 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 And thanks again, Paulette, and and uh, the, the, our friends at Outlook Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got something else, Chris? Okay. Uh, about what? I don't know if we should do that. Uh, yeah. you want to merge it together? I don't know. Let's just wait and do it maybe. Yeah. I, I think we might want to wait on that. All right. But thank you, though. I'm sorry. All right. We're adjourned, guys. Thank you, everybody.